0: Spooks with Denzel Meyrick and Douglas Skelton,
1: and it's a welcome, a big welcome to another Spooks S B O O K S books, yes, your podcast that contains life, the universe, and just about everything else. Today, I am delighted to say we have star of stage and screen. The wonderful... That's very Jonathan kind of you, Denzel,
0: but I've been here before.
1: <laughs> don't interrupt my introduction. It's all choreographed. See, see he crashes out all the time, Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan Watson. <laughs> How are you, Jonathan?
2: I'm good, thanks. I'm good, Denzel. Thanks yes. very much for having me on this.
1: It's a oh, pleasure it's to see you. Because can I say that I've been, you know, I'm, I'm a way back to the old days that the, the proto only excuse was on tape and you used to listen to it in the... It's back in the eighties. Remember all that? Yeah, Um, I do. And of course you do. And and we were just sitting, and I was wondering on Hogmanay, will there be a house in Scotland where people are not lamenting the absence of only an excuse? And I'm sure there. I'm sure there wasn't one. Did you? It
2: it was. It was the right time to to bring it to to a close. Philip and I had talked about it a couple of years ago, so uh, and it leaves the way, it leaves the path open for for new talent to come through and uh, and fill that spot. So no, it was uh, I, when when A came round, uh, I I didn't miss uh, doing it. So that, that I think that proves it was the right decision. So
1: well, I think that I mean I, personally, I'd say bugger the new talent, keep get keep Jonathan going until he can. No longer stand up because my goodness, <laughs> I missed it. Of course, we've got two doors down now, which is equally yeah. fabulous. Uh, how Thanks. how do you enjoy that, Jonathan?
2: It's great. It's uh, it's a really good job to do, and uh, we've been doing it for a few years now. It, it came out. It was a complete surprise how to, how it all happened, though, because it was uh, it was originally a one-off. People say it was a pilot. It wasn't. It was mm-hmm. a, a one-off production um, that was put together very quickly uh, about probably about seven, seven years ago now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it got put out in BBC One at nine o'clock uh, on New Year's Eve. And it got a fantastic response. And in the back of that, uh, it was turned into half-hour uh, half eps for a, for a series. And... Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's been great to do. Well, I'm about to. We we filmed uh, season five last year, but we get interrupted with uh, with COVID uh, yeah. hitting the production. So I start back and I start back in Monday to to finish it off. So it'll be um, it'll be back in the screens fairly soon. I think. Yeah.
1: Well, it was it was Miss Nardini that was playing your on your on screen wife in that pilot no it? no
2: it wasn't no was uh, it, it was uh, it was dune dune was uh the, the the people that were kept on were me dune arabella and alex uh, right. and daniela played the part of arabella's sister ah i see yeah yeah
1: i see because it's do you know i think it's one of the best comedies ever to come out of scotland one of you know best sitcoms if well, you can you call it that
2: Oh, no, well, is, I, th- I, mean. I think I'll, the credit is is got to go to to Simon Carlell and Gregor Sharp, the writers and the guys that thought the the idea, uh, mm-hmm. because the, the the scripts that we get are you know they're they top top scripts, and without that we would be we'd be struggling. So no, they're, it's all down to these guys. Oh, I mean, it's always the
1: writers, is not it? I mean, the writers are the input. I, as you know as you probably know i'm i'm wrestling a tv show into life at the moment and um alright yeah covid's been a huge a huge um issue over the last 2 years but i mean we're still walking about and breathing and and, and alive so i suppose we should be very very thankful for that for that i i certainly yeah. am but but goodness me it's been disruptive hasn't it
2: yeah it has a bit but i uh, i have to say i've been very fortunate and even throughout the whole, the first lockdown and, and everything, I, I was was able to keep working away and stuff. So <clears> I've had, <throat> um, you know, I've just been PCR'd out my nut. So uh, <laughs> uh, constantly been tested, but it, uh, I, I was I was kept busy, thankfully. So
1: well, that's good. Now, what the dear listener will not know is that Douglas Skelton, our own, our very own Douglas Skelton, has a past with Mister. Jonathan Watson, Did yeah. can can you elaborate, <laughs> Douglas?
0: <laughs> well, when, when Jonathan was a bit five, um, no, we were both in the was it the the junior course the ju- at the, the junior Royal, course, yeah. Royal Scottish Academy of Music and Drama when it was in the big red building on the, the, uh, Nelson Mandela Square. It wasn't called that then. Nelson so, Mandela yeah. Square. It um,
1: was um, West, West, West. What
0: was it? Oh, I oh, can't remember.
2: It was, it, was, not... it was, I think it was St. George's Place. Yes. St. George's yeah. Place. I yeah, had yeah. to
1: stand under the sign when they changed it as a young police officer.
2: Oh, did you?
1: Yes, <laughs> because they were terrified that people were going to come to Nelson Mandela Place and vandalize the new sign.
2: Oh, really? All right.
1: So, yours truly, in a in a summer, I, I don't remember what time of year it was, but it was bloody cold. I had to stand under this sign at Nelson Mandela Place, and it wasn't a happy event, let me tell you. And nobody appeared from anywhere.
0: (laughs) It's Glasgow, so if it was bloody cold, it must have been summer. If it was really bloody cold, it would have been autumn. (laughs) If it was effing freezing, it would have been winter. Yes, so Jonathan and I were were, were there... um, uh, for, I think, we, for a couple of years, was it, that, that we were in the same well, place? I, I, you,
2: I, you may have done a couple of years. I actually, I did it from the age of 10 till I was 17.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I did it for uh, from about seventh year in primary right to about uh, fifth, fifth or sixth year yeah. at school.
0: And, uh yeah. So I, I was at school as well. So this this would be the, the <laughs> 70s. But you'd you'd already you were already a TV star.
2: Well, uh, I, I I wasn't didn't say that, but I'd done uh, I'd done some stuff. Uh, well I'd done a, a few things
0: for BBC. Right, you did uh, the boy who wanted peace, and you were in a couple boy of boy who wanted peace was Dr it, that was the very
2: first that was the very first thing, and I did uh, Dr Daughter Finley's Case Book mm. and uh, Sutherland's law and stuff like yeah. that, and oh, I did Sutherland's law as
0: well, Jonathan. Was that I did Sutherland's law as well?
2: Now, I think we did the same episode. Is that would that be no, right?
0: No, no, I was in it with Stan Leach, who was also in. Our, oh, Stan! Stan is Stan a great I, guy. Yeah, Stan, yeah. who's now a cameraman. Um,
2: yeah, I, I and, saw him a number of years ago. It must have been about twenty years ago. I, I, I bumped into him. Yeah, but he was he was great fun, a, a very talented
0: guy. Aye, aye. Well, I'll oh. be alerting him to this because we're still in contact. So I'll be alerting. Oh, good. Him. Please do. But the, the the episode that he and I were in, the guest star was none other than Brian Cox. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. And he now, signed. Gosh, you share them.
1: They share Bob. Sorry, you both shared Bob Servant with you
2: and Brian. Yes. That's yes. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I still I'm still in touch with Brian, uh-huh. and I saw him uh, just before Christmas. Uh, we all met up down in uh, in in London. Me, uh, Brian, and Neil Forsyth. Mm, so okay. uh, we, we 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 had great fun doing that job, and that's the reason we still uh, keep in touch with each other.
0: Ah, yeah. well, he he was fabulous, but because it was an overnight shoot in Oban
2: that we were oh, doing,
0: and it, although it was, I think it was early summer, it was bloody freezing, and uh, <laughs> we were all sitting in the minibus. This was the the days when you had big productions, of course um so we were sitting in the in the minibus and he set himself up as the uh as the morale officer and just oh, kept it, really. he just kept everybody entertained throughout the night oh, it was absolutely brilliant and he signed my uh, application form for equity
2: oh did he i have yeah. fantastic that's brilliant I didn't
1: he must be in, absolutely
2: so
0: ashamed about that now. He must be ruining <laughs> the day. Well, the he'd... thing is, Denzel, I didn't get in, so I think he probably contacted him and said, Do "I see that format. Yeah. I'm saying, could you maybe just lose that somewhere? Tipped,
2: yeah, it, tipped them off." Yeah, that's I've it.
0: just, I've just seen his performance. Ah, uh,
2: no, 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 that's that's great. so we, have
1: history. You've worked with him quite closely, Jonathan, um, and Bob Servant, and and you know him up outside there. He's a, he's a fantastic actor. I mean, Succession, he's, he's just wonderful in that, isn't
2: he? Yeah, he's fantastic. He's brilliant. He's uh, I, I mean, the <clears throat> his, his CV for mm. theatre, TV and film is phenomenal. And the awards that he's, that he's, uh, he's won over the years, just, I mean, tremendous, uh, tremendous work. And the, the story I'll, I always like telling about him, uh, when, when when I get cast to play his sidekick, I'd, I'd never met him until the actual read through, um. and uh, the the read through had about fifty people there, and all the the, the heads were up from London and uh, all sitting around this uh, this big room, and uh, he, he came in, and I was sitting beside him, and he said, "Hi, Stan Brian," I said, "I am I'm Johnny," and. Uh, Sat down and then just that point, uh, Owen Bell, the producer, got up and started the proceedings and we got right into the the read through, and we read the first episode and at the end of it, he leaned across me and he said he went, "Hey, you and me, we're going to have some fun," and I always thought that was such a wonderful thing to do because, you know, it just relaxed me completely, uh, and we we did have. So much fun doing that, and I always thought it was such a a generous thing to do, and uh, I'll never forget that.
1: Yeah, that was that was really really good of him. And, and and what's your memories, Jonathan, of the young Douglas Skelton? Was he sort of lanky and useless?
2: Uh, no, no, no. Well, no. Like, bear in mind, Denzel, we're going back where, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: everything was like... everything was in black and white, wasn't it? <laughs>
2: yes, I think it was. Uh, but I was uh, what I do remember. It was a really good, uh, a good class and of uh, uh, really nice people, and it was it was great fun going along. on a, a Saturday, it was it was a, a Saturday for a couple of hours, and also maybe either a Wednesday or Thursday.
0: Yeah, it was a Wednesday uh, for an hour. Yeah, yeah.
2: and uh, it was it was great fun to do. I mean, I re- I really really enjoyed it. Uh, but funnily enough, when I when I finished. Uh, when I was about 17, I I didn't have any wish to go into the business full time. Although I'd uh, done a lot of stuff when, when I was younger, I didn't, that wasn't what I was planning to do. And I I was actually about to go into, follow my dad and uh, go into advertising and and, uh, and work as a copywriter. And uh, it was halfway through, it was a one-year course to Prepare you for that, and halfway through it, the BBC came on again, and and said, "Look, there's a part we'd like you to do," and uh, I asked for time off to do it, and it was denied. And my dad, I said to my dad, I told my dad, and he said, "Well, what do you want to do?" I said, "I'd like you to do it." He said, "Well, go and do it." So I took, I, I dogged off for a fortnight to do this, and when I finished it, I thought, "No, this is what I want to do." And I auditioned mm. for drama college, full time.
1: and That was it. I, I would love to do never right? like that. I never, had, I never had the, I never had the um, confidence in that at that young age to do anything. I mean, it takes a lot of belief in yourself when you're young. I think, especially going into your teenage years, Jonathan. no do
2: I think. Kind of... I think. I think there's a kind of uh, the the good thing about it is you don't think overthink things too much. As I, I certainly didn't. It was just you know. Um, you look at the script, you're going to try and do it and then just try and do it. I didn't overlay, I didn't think about all the other stuff that's going on, so maybe that made it easier for me just to sort of um, do the part sure. and that was it. Yeah,
0: Douglas? Well, yeah, I mean, you've done an incredible amount of stuff. I think, I think after the, the drama calls, the next time I saw you, and you'll correct me, Jonathan, because I'm sure it was you, I went Thank to the God. Citizen's Theatre... Uh-huh. To see Orpheus in the Underworld.
2: I was, I was, in and that, there was yeah. this guy
0: <laughs> before the before the play started uh, on stage. Yeah, uh wait No, my uh, memory is it was like a pair of leather hose.
2: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I had a black suit on.
0: Right, is that a what it was?
2: The leather, the leather hose, and you're mixing up with uh, a production. A Brecht production um, that I wasn't in, right? And God, it was John Butterley that played that part. All right. Um, I'll tell you who was in that production. Alan Rickman opened that production.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. Uh, Oh God, what was it? Fear and Misery. Fear and Misery is in the Third Reich.
0: All right. Brecht. Yeah.
2: That's what that's. No, with. with office in the underworld, that I was in my final year at Drama College, mm-hmm. and what they used to, what Giles Harvagel used to offer was, if students uh, wanted, they could be involved in a production in their final year, mm-hmm. uh, to do kind of extra stuff, and uh, I put my name down, and that was the, that was the production I was in, but mm-hmm. it was it was great experience because you were working with, you know. Great actors, and uh, and I ended up getting having quite a lot to do in it. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, it on and off.
0: I remember that you know you would then you yeah, would, and I, I remember saying because my wife was with me at the time. I said, I think I know that guy. <laughs> and I said they, they like, that's Jonathan. So yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, yeah that was so yeah. That, that the thing about that was there was a a Rolls Royce phantom yeah. car that yeah. used to be pulled on and off, it was cracked on and off and I also remember one night the wire snapped <laughs> and uh, there was a guy who was in the tech, he had, had been in the tech course the year before now working full time, so it's a guy called Graham Arenzi uh, a big guy up from London, big West Ham fan but he was built like a he was like the rock, you know and he managed to Hold on to this wire rope and prevent the Rolls Royce from slipping into the front stalls. But, uh, yeah, that was that's what I remember from that production. Yeah, you mentioned
1: you mentioned the sits there, uh, Jonathan. I mean, yeah, what what a place, what a, what a crucible of talent that's been over the years in Scotland, hasn't it?
2: Oh, it's great. I mean, that, that's how I got I got my equity card from the sits. Uh, from TAG, which is this, mm. was the TIE company that were attached to it. But when I, when I was there, uh, I was there for about a year and a bit. There was the likes of Pierce Brosnan, uh, Gary Oldman, Alan Rickman, uh, Christopher
0: Reeve, not there at R- one point as well. Who? Christopher Reeve.
2: He was there briefly. Yeah. He was there very briefly. Eh, uh, but these guys were all part of the, the, the company. And uh so I mean Giles obviously had a great eye for spotting the mm-hmm. potential superstar, but uh, yeah, the Rupert Everett uh, mm-hmm. would be right. kicking yeah. about yeah. as well.
0: David yeah. Heyman, of course, David Heyman was was was, was one of the leading <coughs> lights at that time because I saw their production of New Orchids for Miss Blandish and Pierce Brosnan must oh, have yeah. been in it. I think yeah, he was, he in, was it.
2: in it, actually. That's absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there so, you go. But I've been fortunate enough to go back uh, more recently to do a joint production with Stella Queen's a play called Fibers, which looked at uh, looked into asbestos poisoning and how it had impacted in particularly the West of Scotland and the, the shipbuilding industry. Uh, yeah. so I'm lucky enough to have been able to go back and work with them um work with them since. So yeah.
1: Are you one of these actors, Jonathan, that prefers the screen or the theatre? I think it's mostly the theatre, isn't it? that The actors tend to to well, prefer. I
2: don't know. I mean, I I I, I don't have a, a sort of preference. I mean, I'm I'm rehearsing a theatre thing just now, but what I try to I try and do a theatre thing once a year, mm. uh, so I don't develop the fear. Uh, sure. So I try and I try and do that. But I I, I kinda, the thing I enjoy about it is I try and mix it up, if possible if I'm able to do that. And I think that's what uh, keeps it interesting, you know?
1: Absolutely. Because, I mean, I've, I've got you to thank. I mean, I know you've been an actor. Where did they... I've been ripping off your impersonations for about <laughs> 30 years. Know, Boris Johnson's a much better prime minister than I first thought he was.
2: <laughs>
1: and that kind of stuff. And and um, where did you first get the notion that you could... You could Impersonate people and do it so well.
2: Well, I, I, when I was at school, I, I, I used to uh, take off a couple of the teachers, and and uh, huh. and, and you know, then I used to sort of do things like Eddie Waring and uh, yeah. Malcolm Mugrage. And this is going back, but but you know, you mentioned Douglas mentioned Stan Leach, who was uh-huh. in our class, and Stan was great at mimicry as well. And we used to do. There was used to be a programme called the comedians. Uh, right. That Granada TV used to do, and one of the guys in it was a comic called Ken Goodwin, and mm-hmm. Stan and I used to impersonate Ken Goodwin all the time. I remember that.
0: So <laughs> you, you can remind him
2: of that, Douglas. Oh yes,
0: yes. He'll probably do do it for me as well.
2: He probably will, actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, it's strange. I mean, I do. The, I would be impersonation other like, as well as you do, but. Until you hear somebody impersonating somebody else, it's hard to do it yourself. So you do it from the original person. Whereas when I'm doing impersonation, I'm impersonating you or another. Yeah. Somebody else is good at it. It's well, the, real, the,
2: the 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 trick is just to find a phrase or a, yeah. or something that they that, that that they do and or say, and you you kind of make it your own. That's the, that's what you want to do, Denzel. So, yeah, like for instance, where with Sunnis it was a. I was watching a, a, a video trying to get his voice and he was talking about signing Terry Butcher and, and mm-hmm. in the piece he said about Terry Butcher, he said, he's a better player than I first thought. And uh, so when <laughs> I heard that, that was me away. So
1: Our first thought, that's, that's exactly, that's the, that's the thing I hooked on to. I first thought, that was the thing that got me going. Yeah, good. Um, but but, but uh, our, our dear friend Stuart Cosgrove is a, a friend of the podcast, and uh, all right, we often slip into him, and you know, it's a kind of that situation in here. <laughs> you, know, you get into that, and I I, I I recall your great impersonations of
0: Stuart as well. I'll tell you what but, I was interested in, Jonathan. Sorry to to, to jump, but I didn't know this, now I watched this, and I didn't know it was you. But how many Centarians did you play in Doctor Who last year?
2: I, I played about uh, three or f- three or four because <laughs> the Centarians. I was a little bit confused about, it and they had to explain it to me because I didn't. I, when I watched Doctor Who, it was William Hartnell and Patrick Trout and so and I never watched since. But uh, they explained it to me. they are a clone race, and right. uh, and that was why I I got to do. Uh, the ones that I did, yeah. um, but uh, the the it was it was a great job to do. I mean, I absolutely loved it. And in mm-hmm. fact, after I the reason I asked about how long it will take, believe it or not, I mean, the, the response you get worldwide is is yeah. is phenomenal. I'm going to be doing a Q and A with a class of kids from Dallas, Texas <laughs> that love. Uh, C- commander is uh, stink or Scott or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I've got i I've got a number of questions that I've got to um answer for them, but I'm yeah, doing I, this I, after I
0: speak to you guys. I, I didn't know it was you. And I, I watched that series. And it, it right, wasn't right. until right. I was having a big fan,
2: big,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Doctor Who. Um right, and yeah. I I thought, my god, god, that was Jonathan. absolutely amazing. Did you ever had I mean, as playing three different Tarans, did you ever have any conversations with yourself or were they all on it no no times? no
2: no it was uh it was all thought out uh cut you very well and, yeah. and how they were going to do it and uh no it was it was it was a a, a great job to do i mean i didn't i didn't really know anything about the st Tarans and uh it was my son that filled me in and he he explained it all to me so mm. uh but no, it was
1: it was great fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's funny as a kid, it was the Centaurans that most terrified me. I remember that. Oh, really? It was, so it was the someone... Daleks
2: for
1: me. So well, the, the Daleks were intrinsically frightening, but the Centaurans, I think it they looked a bit like my father, and that was <laughs> a, <laughs> that was a problem, you know. Uh, <laughs> but but you know, I, the Cybermen, well, they weren't really a problem because you could outrun them. They just kind of go along, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but oh, and, and if it's a Dalek you're running from, you just go up the stairs. Yeah,
2: that's it. Yeah, that's so they've
1: fixed that that's now. A, they fixed that now. They, ah, they fly yeah. now. They yeah. fly. Uh, so, so Jonathan, in the future, you, now you're carrying on with, with Two Doors Down, as you know, and I'm glad to hear that because we love it, my wife and I. Oh, good. Uh, and, and do you have anything else in the, the pipeline TV-wise?
2: TV wise, uh, nothing I can tell you just now. But I'm going. I'm going back into uh, next week. I'm going to be doing pickups for Two Doors Down, and then later on in the year, what uh, I can't tell you about is I'm going to uh, film season six of Two Doors Down. Right. So right. I'll, I'll be doing that uh, about July, uh, and then in between that, I'll be doing. I'm doing a a, a play uh, by Douglas Maxwell. Um and directed by Jemima Levick. And
0: mm-hmm.
2: that should be around about March, April.
0: Is that yeah. going to be on, Jonathan? It's going to
2: be on at the Oranmore Moor and the Traverse Theatre in right. Edinburgh. Okay, good. Uh that's good. the two two places for the time being. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: yeah. of course you're a big football fan, mm-hmm.
2: uh, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy the football, yeah, I do. Yeah. But do I, don't, I don't I don't I don't go now. I don't go as much now, so not I I,
1: no. It's all... It's, uh, you know, you get to... This, I think the stage for going to the football is around about your late teens to your early 30s, mid-30s, and you then you kind of get fed up standing in the cold.
2: Yeah, yeah. I like, think when you, when you... I mean, I, I kind of I Once I get married, and, uh, you know, with Jack, I, I, that was... I just thought, oh, I can't be bothered. Because it's a whole day. Of course <laughs> so, it is. Uh, so you Especially and then, maybe, then the kid, you know, son and grows up, they get involved in activities. So you become a taxi service at the weekend. So that was it. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, Douglas. I mean one question now is you've been in a you know a lot of iconic stuff. You were in the Bill, you were in Dr. Finlay, uh Doctor Who now that I know, and of course all the stuff that you've done in Scotland. <clears throat> Do you fancy being the next James Bond at all? <laughs> Yes, Douglas.
2: I don't think that's going to happen. No, no. It'd be yeah, much I mean. more fun to be the 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 baddie, wouldn't it? Oh, the villain. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not holding. I'm not holding my breath. So, no, no. Uh, I'm just happy to keep plugging away uh, and doing stuff that is interesting to do and good fun to do. Yeah.
1: Well, we're rapidly running out of time, Jonathan. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Oh, um, it's been
2: good to chat to you guys.
1: And I've got to say that you've given. For the football community as well, as as people um, generally in Scotland, you're a household name. Everybody, when you see Jonathan Watson, knows they're going to get a fine performance. And it's the, you're a Kent face, and it's um, long me your lum reek. Ah,
2: oh, thank you. That's
1: very kind of you to say
0: that. Absolutely. Yeah, well, and, and, and Douglas? Yeah, no, thanks very much for coming on, Jonathan. It was good to speak to you again. So uh, it was
2: lovely to speak to you, Douglas, and thanks very much for asking me to do it.
0: No, good, great, great to have you here. It's our absolute
1: pleasure, Jonathan. And I wish you all, every success in what you're doing as the time goes on. And that was Jonathan Watson, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Fabulous, Douglas.
0: Yeah, I, I knew he would be brilliant. Brilliant. He, he was always a good talker, even in, even in the old days. <laughs> even when you were merely children. Yes, when, you know, when I was a slip of a lad.
1: That indeed is
0: hard to imagine. The old round-the-horn joke came to mind, the lad in question being my father, the slip being me. Right.
1: I am being too young to have listened to round-the-horn. Uh, aye. I, I bow to your greater knowledge on this. Aye. Uh, well, he's a grand lad. I've, I've, I've admired Jonathan Watson for a long time, and I think mm-hmm. that everything he does is good. Um, and, and most, you know, everybody loved, well, everybody who loved football, um, and others besides loved only an excuse mm-hmm. and I mourn its passing. But also we loved, um, we loved Two Doors Down. I think that's one of the best, my goodness, I can't think of a better comedy series to come out of Sulton since Tutti Frutti and the Parahandy and stuff like that. You know, yeah. I think it's up there with them.
0: Yeah. he was in the, the the reboot of Parahandy as well, at least one episode, I think. And that's, that's the thing that got me. Although I, I, I knew him years ago, we did, we did lose touch. And he went on to stardom, uh, yeah. and I went on to do whatever it is that I do. But, you know, at th- that time in the Citizen's Theatre when I saw him again, I thought, that's Jonathan Watson, that is true. Uh, but at looking at the the breadth of work that he's done, I had no idea just how busy he has been over the years and all the different oh things God. that he's been in. When I knew about only excuse. And I knew he'd been in City Lights, etc. Um, and then there was the time as that I I, I I failed to mention to him, and I don't think I did, as, as when I caught sight of him in, in a horror film called Let Us Pray, <laughs> and wow. sent him a message <laughs> I've just seen you in a horror film, so did he just uh, ignore you? Aye? No, no, no. He replied because he's courtesy. Oh. He's a he's, he's he's a nice guy.
1: I just thought he'd say to himself, there's that skeleton chap again. I'm not even gonna engage with him.
0: Oh, he probably that, did that, but he did engage. But so
1: he's everywhere as we know, so if you're meeting him, meet him in the ubiquitous chip.
0: Yes. And go to Oranmore to see this play, which I I think I may well do.
1: I yes, and it should be jolly good too. I might even go and see it myself if 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 I'm up allowed out the house. Yes. House arrest is a terrible thing. It is, it is. Anyhow, we have, just, just before we move on to a very exciting topic, we can tell you about something else that's very exciting in the near future of Spooks. That's Spooks with a B. Um, because, as everyone knows, Jonathan was is and will be an actor of some great standing. And we're not just all about books, but we happen to have coming soon, or in a few weeks' time, one of the best-selling authors in the world, Mr. David Baldacci. Mm-hmm. But you shut that dog up!
0: Was oh, that you? Yeah, it's at times like that that we do need an audience to go. Yeah. So I've got to fill in. I've got to generate the excitement, Denzel.
1: Well, I, I can absolutely say that you haven't done a very good job
0: of it. Well, I definitely. think I, I think I did. Like Jonathan playing three different Santarins in Doctor Who, uh, I think I'm showing incredible versatility. Well,
1: I'm sure even under all the suntan and makeup, Jonathan would still have been better at that than you are. Anyhow. <laughs> so David Baldacci, they don't come much bigger than David Baldacci. He's an absolute huge writer, an American writer, of course, who's sold something like, what is it, 222 million books? Yeah. Um, my goodness. You're into you're into mega star territory in the literary world when, when I and we're delighted to have we're delighted to have secured his services all being well, and that yep. is something to look forward to. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that immensely. On the subject of a much less talented and successful individual, <laughs> something very exciting has happened in the life of Douglas Skelton. Yep. Yep. Douglas Skelton is today signed, not content with signing a three-book deal with Polygon for his Rebecca Conley series. He has announced alongside his new publisher, Canelo Books, that he will also write three books for them about a new hero called
0: Flint. Flint with a Y. Tell us all about Flint. Well, it's an historical series. The first one's going to be called An An Honourable Thief. Um, the, the, The story behind this, as you well know, Denzel is that after you read the opening chapter of A Rattle of Bones, which was set in the mid-1750s. Just
1: after, just before six o'clock.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, and you said, you know, you, you should write an historical book. And I said, oh, no, you know, writing a chapter is one thing, but doing it for a whole book is another. Um, but being, being the nag that you are, you, you kept coming back at me with it and then eventually I admitted I said, well, there is one that I've had in mind for years and it must be about 20 years that, that this idea has been rattling around and I've never plucked up the courage to actually sit down and, and write it. Yeah. Um, and, and it came from a one a single line in a history book that I read about about Queen Anne or about the Jacobites and about a, a mysterious letter that she wrote. And nobody's terribly sure what the contents were. But it seemed to be to her brother-in-law, the pretender, James, mm-hmm. James Stewart, then mm-hmm. on, in exile on the continent. And the fear was that she had kind of said, you know, brother, she didn't, she never particularly liked him, but there might have been some sort of rapprochement before she died. So the fear was that she said, you know, brother, I'd really like you to to get the throne after I go. And mm. um, so it was just one single line of a mention, and it kind of stuck with me for all those years. And over the time, I, I sort of added layers. I came up with Jonas Flint, who is a, he's a thief, he's a gambler, he's a former soldier, he's a killer, and he works for a, a shadowy intelligence organisation um, yep. called uh, the, the Company of Rogues, um, he's, and he's blackmailed into working with them because the, the colonel in charge of it has holds a, a, a charge of assault robbery over his head for which he could be hung, back then. Mm. Um, so he unwillingly uh, takes part in, in missions, and he's yep. sent to try and find this letter after Queen Anne's death, uh, and try and uh, get it from whoever has it if it exists, and it brings him back to his hometown. Of Edinburgh and all sorts of things mm. kick off there, and as I say, it was over a period of years. I would add this, I would add that. So there's a jailbreak, there's a street riot, there's there's all sorts of things going on. There's there's intrigue, there's murder, there's a double dealing, there's double crossing. Mm. Um, and I, I I sat down to write it, uh, mm. thanks to you and you also saying to our mutual agent Joe Bell that. I think you said Baby. to that I yes that I had it in mind. And uh, the next thing I knew, Joe mentioned it next time she spoke to me and said, I understand that you know you've got a historical book in the works. And I said, Well, I, I wouldn't say in the works, but it's it's there. Uh and that I, I felt duty bound then to sit down and write it. And my God, I wrote it fast. It just all seemed to come out. it. Spl-
1: and now you yeah. find yourself in the invidious position of having to write six books in a very short time frame.
0: Yeah, something like two years uh, I've got to write. So I've got, uh, well, the next Rebecca is written, obviously, and it's coming out in July. I'm currently writing the fifth Rebecca. Yeah. Uh, An Honourable Thief is obviously, it's, it's written, and it's yeah. coming out in October. But I've got the next Jonas Flint to write uh, this year and then i have another rebecca after that to get done and then another jonas flint and then yeah. finally the the the, uh, the seventh rebecca so i think that's all in a space of something like eight, eight two years maybe just over two years
1: well i wrote three titles last year and i'm doing the same again this year douglas it's not it's not for the faint hearted
0: yes but we've read your titles and you know it's, it's easily enough done so
1: myself well, is successful every one of them um, I would, you know, it's not easy to maintain that quality.
0: No, you know? I'm, sure, I'm. sure it's not. I'm sure. It's is there not. is
1: there a degree of of um, treachery in in Flint? Would that be fair to say?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, there are treacherous characters in in an honourable thief. Well, you'll know all about that.
1: Anyway, it's a very exciting situation because you know, I, as you've said. I encouraged you all the way along this path because I I loved the way you wrote the first chapter of.
0: I think think the word I used was nagged.
1: No, no, I encouraged because you're on one of your Douglas modes where you're saying, I don't know what I'm going to do now. You know, you're just, you know, I look at Jonathan Watson and I think I'm just a failure. (laughs) I didn't mean to say this, that's correct. But, you know, to drag you from that torpor, I decided, along with Joe Bell, our wonderful agent to inspire you to write that. And I've got to say, I've, uh, ladies and gentlemen, listening to this podcast, I've got to say it's been absolutely fabulous. You know, you've you've done a really good job with this book. Thanks very much. Uh, and I think that Canelo are an interesting company. They began as a, a digital um, only publisher. Now they're, mm. they've spread their wings and they have They've got into print and everything else, and that's that's a, a really good thing. I think they're the tenth biggest publisher in the UK. Is that correct?
0: There was a, yeah something along those lines.
1: Um, so it's not only is it an astounding feat of faith on their behalf, it's an amazing feat for yourself as you 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 endeavour to get these books finished. The midnight oil and the skeleton household is burning bright.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got to say the enthusiasm that I've met from Canelo has, has, has been incredible. Um, hmm. And the enthusiasm from Polygon for, for Rebecca too, but uh, Rebecca it's, two? it's, it, yes, I, I'm three and four and five and six. and seven. Right. Okay. I just thought I just isolated it to one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but um, it's, it's exciting. It's, it's, it's a, a change of direction. It's it's a change in writing style as well. Uh, Cause I, I don't think I've written it in, in, in the same way that I would write some of the other books. Well, certainly um, not, no, certainly not. now. And, it's quite uh, good. Is, <laughs> it's it's, interesting. it's an interesting. It was an interesting experiment, and I, I freely admit I didn't know if I'd pull it off, but clearly I have. Uh, but the, the, the real proof of the pudding will be in the the, the readers eating it and um, whether or not they think I have. But the, the, the idea is that it's, a, it's, it's an historical adventure, crime thriller. There's a lot, you know, there's swashbuckling in it. There's lots of action. Uh, and I like to to keep it going.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's for for everybody. It's very interesting that you're you're doing this. Um, it's a departure from contemporary, the contemporary novels that you're for yeah. sure rightly. I was going to say famed, but that would have been O T T. Uh, and I I certainly <laughs> enjoyed it. It's a bit like, ladies and gentlemen, listener, whomever. It's a bit like list uh, a cross between. Outlander and Brigadoon. how does that sound <laughs> is that is that a fair is that a fair way of description of, of how this project is
0: um, no, no. Uh, so? it's, I, I, it's, it's like a cross between I don't know I really I, I hate doing that I, I hate comparing uh, what, what I do to other to other work. Uh, I don't think it's fair to either the, the other authors or or me. It's it is it, it is an adventure. It, there is swashbuckling, but there is darkness there as well. Yeah, and um, Flint Flint is very much. Uh, would he would he be like a he's like a, a night errant if you like? He's a he's like a Ronan, but he's you know he is obviously a thief. He is a gambler. Hold on,
1: hold on, wait a minute, wait. You're 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 mixing your oh yes, I'm mixing all my I'm mixing it all. Ronan and knight errant is not exactly the same Ronan or rogue samurais. Yes, I know from well he's a different
0: period. Yes, it is a different period, but I'm talking about the whole feel of it. And he is he is a rogue. And you So there are samurais in it. it then? The, no. Um, but he is—he is, is, he is a book? rogue. He doesn't—he doesn't recognize any masters. He's blackmailed into doing this work, yeah, um, yeah. and uh, but he will do the job. And he is—he is, he is a, a man of action, if you like, man of action. That's what I like to hear. And of course, you'll know
1: one of our great fans in this podca- podcast is—is is, uh, possibly a relation of mine, far out, Peter Pinkney. Um, down in North Yorkshire, mm-hmm. and Peter, when the news dribbled out this morning, Peter said to me, "Douglas Skelton's doing an historical fiction, doing historical fiction," and I said, "Yes." I said, "You know, don't worry about it, Peter, because he has one great advantage, and that is the fact that he was there. <laughs> so for him, it's not historical. Uh, no, it's not."
0: It's a memoir.
1: It's virtually a memoir yeah. of your experiences at the time. Those and, and to put um, readers or potential readers in the picture, this is set at a time of of great upheaval within the the the, the British monarchy, yeah. in that um, it's the, the 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 interregnum nearly between the Jacobite dynasty um, and the Stuart dynasty and the incoming Hanoverians eventually, once there's a bit more in between, which I know you'll cover in the book. Um, so it's a time of great interest for for so many people.
0: Well, this is it's 1715, so George has been on the throne, effectively, yeah. for a matter of months at this stage. Um, right. And uh, so, yeah, it is that that period of, of settling in. There was unrest. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it deals with the Mar Rising, when the, the Earl of Mar... Raised his his standard, and, uh, and for for the for uh, James Stewart, um, and as I say, the action moves from London of the period to Edinburgh, and a bit further north than that, which is as far as I'll go.
1: Well, as far as you go north, or as far as you'll go, no, as far as I'll go, story wise, yeah. I thought you had an invisible barrier like the wall. No, no. No, no, I thought so you, you know you're not you're not averse to going further north than that.
0: No, no, and, and maybe in a future book, um Flint will go further north. Who knows? Will it be Shetland? Orkney? Who knows? The the, the it is an open book at the moment. I know what the second so, one is. I, I I know what the second one's about, and it's set in London.
1: It's also interesting from the fact that at, at, at actual time, Sir Walter Scott was. Was cloaking about, wasn't he? No, was he was later. He was late than that. He was. He was, he was, years, yeah, he was but a hundred George he was, the Third had a George the Third had a relationship with Sir Walter Scott. He did, and yeah. of course, as we know, um, Sir Walter Scott virtually, you know, shortened his life because he was stuck having to write so many books to keep the wolf from the door, and here you are. Doing exactly the same thing. Walter and me. You and Sir Walter, Scott. Yes, cut from the same cloth. Cut from the... Th- cut, cut from the... Oh, no. <laughs> we nearly did it again there. <laughs> um, But, no, I think it's very interesting. I've read the book, ladies and gentlemen, as I've said, and it's a fantastic read. Douglas has a penchant and a talent for writing historical fiction and contemporary fiction, but, you know... He's a very versatile writer. It'll be science fiction next. You'll see the Drogon series from Douglas Skelton coming yes. in twenty twenty four. Yes. You know, if you can do six books in two years, you can do ten books. I mean, some some writers that we know pump out an unconscionable number of books in a in the space of a year. And they do all different kinds of uh, oh yeah genres yeah yeah they do they do. So if you can, if they can do that, you know I don't know how they do it, but surely you can too. I don't see why not. If you want a hand, just give me a shout. Okay, okay, okay. still I'll get a few photos to help us. Anyway, on that, so you're, you'll be absolutely delighted to have you had many messages from interested members of the public today.
0: Yeah, there's been there's, this is we're recording this on Friday, um, and the the news Friday was announced. This, this, yeah, the news was announced this, this morning, and uh, yeah, t- lots of messages on Twitter and Facebook, etc. Oh. Which is which is nice, which is it, it's good.
1: No, it's a fantastic thing, and I'm very pleased for you because I was instrumental in making you do this. Yes,
0: nagging me to do
1: it. it, nagging you to do it. So, if you haven't seen the full, full details, folks and folk guesses, get on to Twitter or Facebook or one of these things and have a look, or go on to the um, Canelo website. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure it will. Indeed, it will On your own website, is it not?
0: Um, not yet. I haven't got a right to doing that. Yet. Not yet. <laughs> Well, well,
1: isn't that just typical? If Joe Bell's listening, Joe, what did I say to you? <laughs> um, but but try, try, try to get that exciting using your website. You know, when things happen in, in my world, yes, well, I'll they get go it on done. The, the website almost instanter.
0: Yes, yes, but you have you have people to do that for you. No, no, that's
1: you know not You have, you have not. staff. No, you have staff. No, no, wait a minute, that's not fair.
0: Yeah. I have to
1: direct said staff. If you were yes. directing staff, They'd be all over the place, gambling about like spring lambs.
0: But but if I had minions, I'd say, just pop that onto the website, will you? And it would be done, whereas I have other things to do. I don't have minions. I
1: have cherished colleagues with whom I I work. Mm. With whom I work. So congratulations to Douglas. That is fabulous news. And look out for the title, please, Douglas.
0: An Honourable Thief.
1: An Honourable Thief in bookshops. And online yep. this October.
0: Am I right? Yep. And also the next Rebecca, which is in July, and that's called Where Demons Hide. Let's not forget about Rebecca. Where Demons
1: Hide. hide. Fear is a state of mind. It is. I believe that's the tagline, am I right? It is, <laughs> yeah. Excellent. And that just sets it up for... You know We all know the Rebecca Conley series, and they become increasingly popular as the the years have gone on. Um and we're looking forward to that too. So we're looking forward to your outpourings immensely. Immensely Thank Douglas. Thank you. Now anything else? What do what what else do we have to say before we head off back into the podcast sleeping zone? I think we've said enough for one podcast. You, you think we've said enough.
0: Yeah.
1: Well that's all well we had a great guest a fabulous guest, and Johnny Watson. I hope you'll you'll you've enjoyed. I'm sure you have. And great news for Douglas as well. It's a it's a podcast of, of just joy, joyous podcast. Joyous, it is. And I'm, I'm, yes, indeed. So, without further ado, until next time, we've got some great guests lined lined up. We've told you about David Baldacci, but with some others as well who will be coming with us soon. I hope. Um, so keep it here. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice, whether it be Spotify, whether it be Apple Podcasts, whether it be Google, whether it be Anchor, whether it be any podcast provider you can think, of. we'll be there, Acast, all these things. So grab us while you can, because this is a podcast that's going places, people. Anyway, with that from Douglas and me, it's goodbye.